So on the heels of Georgia becoming the 16th state to pass a heartbeat law, the Alabama Senate just passed an almost total ban on abortion, even in cases of rape and incest. It's a move that's specifically aimed at challenging Roe versus Wade. And Supreme Court Justice Justice Stephen Breyer sent out what is an ominous warning that it may be possible. So will they overturn it? Sonny? Oh, I get the lawyer. <laughs> um, I think it will certainly reach the Supreme Court. Um, and, and I've said it before. I, I think by the end of 2019, we'll see that abortion will be either severely restricted or illegal in about 20 states. But this has always been the plan. It's always been the plan, at least since, what, 1973, yeah. to challenge uh, Roe versus Wade. And, and remember, abortion um, is, is now not illegal, but the Supreme Court, even in 73, said that you could still restrict it once the mm-hmm. fetus is viable. Mm-hmm. So there are restrictions that have been in place and, and can be in place, but completely overturning it, I think now is the first time in our, since 1973, um, that it is possible. Can I Only show you because a, of the five conservative mm-hmm. justices Can we look at a picture of the uh, panel of, uh, of men who did this? In Alabama? There it yeah. is. Yeah. What are the, gee, what do they have in common? Well, I think there were, weren't there, there four men, women? All white there guys. four women on there? Not here. They are, all white yeah. guys. Maybe it should make up a law that they should all be required to get a vasectomy. That group in particular. <laughs> yeah, that would there, solve there, the problem. There are only four women in the Alabama Senate, mm-hmm. which is... And they didn't vote. Thank you for calling in, Chrissy. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for coming on Black Equity. Uh, We're definitely interested in hearing uh, what your thoughts are on this uh, topic. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and then we can uh, talk a little bit more about uh, the topic today. Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, I'm Chrissy Sanders. Uh, You know, I am the CEO of a company called Next Play. We uh, basically specialize you know, kind of athletes, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, generate more revenue off the field, off the court, um, you know, by platforms, um, you know, growing their audience and stuff. Awesome. 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 And I definitely want to learn more about your company uh, as time goes by. I know today is a really big topic for us. Um, so with the abortion laws that are coming through Alabama and things going on across the states, what is your take? You know, since I don't have uh, probably the right perspective, I'm reaching out to all the black women that I know and saying, "Hey, what is going on here?" So you tell me what is going on. You know, what are what are what are you seeing? Well, I've I kind of going on. Unfortunately, uh, right now is that um, I've general pushback uh, from. You know, people of wanting to, you know, kind of censor people and kind of dictate uh, the way people kind of go about living their lives. Like, quite frankly, um, I think that it's not, you know, against, uh, it's not something that just affects women of color. It's something that affects and all people in general, because I think what people you understand about laws, these sweeping type of law, this, um, every situation is unique. No matter how much we would like to put policies uh, and just say, oh, you know, this person, uh, this is how it works across the board. Everybody's situation is different. And I think that, like, if we're going to be a country that has, uh, that recognizes their uh, kind of through individuals, um, I think that we need to stand to that. Like, you know, back back in the you know, we founded this country on individualism and democracy. And so at that point, you know, we shouldn't be speaking for others. And we understand that uh, one exercising their rights isn't to infringe on another person's rights. And that's that's not how you do, how you, do you know, uh, equal rights. Equal rights is truly equal rights by letting people truly decide what's best for their situation. 
so do you do you, how how should that be handled? Is it something that can be handled by the government, or is it something where it needs to be handled on the private sector or the private citizens? I, I think it's a private. I think everybody's situation is different. Now, I'm it's it's kind of I'm torn in between it. I will be honest because like of course like no no baby should have to be you know it, it abortion shouldn't be a plan B in the that you know it shouldn't be a preventive you know measure in order to uh, you know not have children that's what birth control is for if that's not what you want to do but however um in the of people actually being raped and said types of things that happen to swept under the rug it's really kind of giving people license to say to to let people know that what you do to her um you know it's it's it doesn't matter you know and i think that the message that we're sending women is so wrong in this because you're not listening to what is going on with each mother when they bring the child in now mm. and we don't have a situation in this country where people are just aborting at vast amounts i mean so it's not like it's a situation that needs to be so it's not like oh so when with a law that says oh you know we need to stop this problem like we got too many i mean you're you're addressing it like 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 you're addressing like an economic problem like you know mm. what I mean? you're, you're not addressing it as a human problem so i think that that's the thing um, we have to get to in a place of actual listening sweeping policies that don't truly speak for the people in this country and what they're going you said something very important they're approaching this as if it's an economic problem and not necessarily a human problem why do you think that is? Why do you think that there's there's money to be made with these type of laws, or is that something you you don't know? I don't necessarily think that. I mean, I believe that when it comes down to the government, a lot of things, you know, money related. But I think for the most, about trying to wave the flag to pander segments of the population and act like we're doing something in order to keep ourselves in office and I believe that that's unfair that so many women have to basically you know kind of deal with that um just just due to the fact that you know honest a lot of our the, the people that are in government right now don't do um they don't Quite frankly, they spend a lot of time doing a lot of other things, campaigning and stuff, but it's not actually writing policy. And so when they do write policy, it's stuff that kind of is, it's kind of internet sensationalism in order to look like we're doing at this point mm. in this country. So, and I think that like, in, and when you are basically writing clickbait, you know, you don't necessarily care about what, how it affects people. If you're trying to pander to the, the portion that got you elected. And I think it's even more of a travesty if, you know, because Alabama, what's sad is, it's like, if, if you, as, as a woman that, you know, again, that we choose, um, and, and it can, and it's not just her, but if she signs it into, I mean, it, it says a lot that you're basically choosing your career over, you know, what you probably can't about empowering women. And that's what the disconnect in this country right now and that not just with this law and, that, and we need to stop having platforms that we're not sure to so that's just the way i feel about life that's dope that's dope the the last thing i would ask is when you saw this come across your desk when you saw this this issue show up what was your first thought what was your first initial reaction when you heard about this I, my first reaction was i i thought back to my when I was a young girl growing up and I didn't have a lot of resources and I didn't have a lot of money. And thank God I've never been pregnant in my life. But I'm saying that to say is that most of the time it affects the woman and the girl with the least amount of resources. And she's being attacked and put in situations out of her control. And it further puts her life feeling like she's not in control of her life. You know, especially when it comes down to rural women, when it comes down to women it comes down to like i said most of the time uh, a lot of women who don't have the financial resources growing up as a kid or even a woman um a lot of times they're the most 
damage done by these sweeping types of policies. And that's where my heart really broke because I thought about most of the time women who have resources, you know, they don't, they don't end up in bad situations. So these laws will women, but it's like it, but it will that has no other options and she shouldn't she shouldn't have to be you know up under that type of pressure want to have relations with that gentleman or she's in a situation with a family member that she shouldn't have been in the first place you know like because I think you already know to a degree that you know mental health is real in Mm -hmm. um, not only our community as people of color but also in in just life and and there's a lot of kind of unwanted advances that happen within the family unit and unfortunately girls shouldn't have to bear that uh, type of her first experience being pregnant because pregnancy is supposed to be a joy for a woman it is supposed to be her getting excited about bringing life into of her spoiling her baby you know like that with the man or woman or whatever it is that she chose it shouldn't be something that she actually had to deal with you know like without her her feeling like she had no other options and that's just hard for me mm. So if somebody is in Alabama right now, this information is, is coming out, they're seeing what's going on, what advice, if any, can we give them? Is there something that they can do as far as, you know, working towards their, their local government and, and working to get different people in office? Is there anything you would suggest as a final note or a final piece of advice? I would, I would say that I would say really go into um, looking after, you know, who you vote for. Because I think to a degree, we have to stop having politicians who are using it as their career versus politicians who actually want to serve the people. As we can, I mean, the, a politician is a public position. It means that you're supposed to be acting in the best interest of the country, um, regardless of your uh, party affiliation. Once you get in that office, you of everybody in that state when you sit in that seat, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, not just Libertarians, whatever it is that you are aligned to. So at that point, we need to start getting people who truly have a passion for the people, understand the issues that they're going through, and want to speak on behalf of all of them, not just not just the party that they represent, because that's that's really becoming a problem, because it's, it, we're not just a, a country of separate sides. We are one country. And we need to and we need to really understand that all of us, we're not just a bunch of different colors out here. Each other, we are one nation, and we need to be acting like uh, like we're one nation, and not just all these divisions within a nation. And that's just sad. Mm, that's that's real talk. So tell us a little. Uh, tell us how can we reach out to you? Uh, how can we contact you if somebody's interested in, in reaching out and working with you? How do we reach out to you? Yeah, you can definitely contact me, uh, Chris, at teamnextplay.com. Um, you know, C-H-R-S-T-N-I-T-I-N-A. Um, and then also just my Instagram, Chrissy Sanders, C-H-R-S-S-I-S-A-N-D-E-R-S. So pretty simple. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for calling in today. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future. All right. Thanks so much, DJ. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Hi, Cortland. Thank you for calling in today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for calling in to Black Equity. I know we have a, a huge topic at hand today, but before we begin, I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so I am a 25-year-old single Black mother from New Orleans. I am a construction project manager, and I am currently employed with AmeriCorps here in New Orleans, helping to rebuild blighted homes for low-income families. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So here we are. We're in the middle of a big story that comes out. I've told everybody that I'm shutting up on this episode, and I want to hear Black women within our community tell me what is going on. So Alabama is talking about abortion laws. They're talking about banning uh, abortion within their state. And so my question is, 
What is your take on that? What was your initial feeling when you saw that come across your social media, come across your TV? What was your what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction was that this is another form of control um, of not just women's bodies, but black women's bodies. So um, to me, I was very um, concerned because um, Louisiana is only two states away from Alabama. So it, it hits really close. You know? mm-hmm. mm. I didn't even think about it like that. So it hits close. So what? What? So what do you? What do you think? You, th- you think it's a, a, a way of controlling, but controlling how? I think that as long as um, women, especially um, minority women, uh, aren't able to control what they do with their bodies, especially when it comes to uh, you know having children, uh, you you get stuck in a system. Because you aren't able to have an out. Not every woman is able to um, financially or mentally uh, or physically carry a child to term and also um, provide for them for, you know, the next 18 to however many years. Um, And it, it, it hinders you. I am actually a single mom and I'm able to um, uh, take care of my child with the help of my family. You know, you have to have a tribe. You have to have a people surrounding you. But not every woman is able to have that, um, and it it sets you back when you have to um, come up with uh, you know money for childcare and who's gonna watch your child while you try to go to school. And it's it's you know. Um, being able to teach your child, you know, um, having quality time with your child, it's important. So it's, it's very discouraging when you don't have that option. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. So they're trying, they're trying to do, uh, offer control over uh, black women's bodies, minority women's bodies, and it's alarming for you. You're two states away. What 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 do you do now? What what actions do you take now? Is there anything that you feel that you can do on your end to combat this? Well, as far as I know, right now, um, the governor of Alabama, who is a woman, and you know, it'd be your own people. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, but yeah, it's she's a woman. But uh, she just signed uh, the bill. So next thing it goes to, um, you know, uh, the next step. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to, they're trying to get it to, um, you know, go against uh, Rovos' Wade. And it's it's, um, really horrible. So the next step for us to do is to see what happens next and to actually get our states to try to go against um, this bill, because this is something that's going to be in the state of Alabama. But if they overturn that decision, then that means that it might be um, nationwide. So the next step step for us is to get people in office in our state that we know are going to go against um, that bill. Mm -hmm. I think that's the next step. So having representatives within the political system uh, that represent your views. Yes. So I always say that everything begins with economics. Mm -hmm. And I know technically on this episode, I'm not supposed to say too much. I'm supposed (laughs) to be shutting up. But I I, I have a strong suspicion that this all has something to do with economics, but I also understand Ooh. what. what, uh, what <laughs> oh no, go ahead. Do you do you think this has something to do with economics? I actually think it does. Um, okay. Well, the thing is that you know, there's so many different factors. You know, one, trying to keep um, black women down um, is one thing, but also I think about other things too. When I was thinking about this, I was like, well, you know. They could just, um, you know, 
have other forms like birth control. You right. know, I know it is free in certain states. I know it's free for if you have health care in Louisiana. Um, but hmm, what does that mean? Like, is it have something to do with, um, you know, them trying to get more funding towards birth control? And then um, I'm also concerned about birth control because, you know, we put all these different um, drugs in our system, you know, and I've heard a lot of women have a lot of um, horrible side effects when it comes to these birth control options. So, you know, it's very discouraging when you think about that as well. Like you, it's like you don't have a choice. So I'm wondering if they're trying to control us more medically um, as far as access to um, birth control. Like, um, you know, we only have that option. And so they get funded um, that way. Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know, just another way to keep us down economically? Mm. You know, something that has been brought up uh, through several different uh, social media uh, correspondence is, you know, hey, just stop having babies, you know, before <laughs> marriage. And, you know, yeah. you know, that that's what people are saying. So is that a viable argument of, well, you know, if you're not having babies, you don't have nothing to worry about. If you're not having, well, not having babies, but if you're not having sex, you have nothing to worry about. Mm-mm. You know what? <laughs> and that's so funny especially coming from someone you know I I had the option at the time of abortion and mm. I chose to keep my child but that's my own personal choice you know and that's what it boils down to it being your own personal choice them trying to stop us from having sex what does that mean so basically are you trying to actually so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 here. Please do, please do. Um, the government does not care about black people. Okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't really care about people. It doesn't care about after the baby is born. They don't care what happens. They don't even care if the person is raped. They don't care about people. But why do you care so much about this issue? And that's what it all comes down to. I think the question is, why do they care so much? What is this really about? And I think, like you said, I think it's um, about economics. I think that's the main thing, you know. Um, And I think it's really about trying to keep a certain group of people down and trying to control what they do. And, you know, the real thing is they don't want Black people having children. Mm. And that's the real thing. And if they're having children, they want them to continually be controlled in this system. Mm. That's my mm. That's a fair point. Okay, so here we are. Uh, Alabama does what, what they've decided to do. It could go to the Supreme Court. It could overturn everything. It could go nationwide. Uh, okay, so then what? Do you leave? Do you go somewhere else? <laughs> what, what's the game plan? <laughs> And, and that's another thing too it's like um, you know what if these people decide to leave Alabama and go to another state not because right. you know they're outlawing like I think Georgia said if you left to go to another state to have an abortion you could still be you know um, you know you could still go to jail um, but it's like do they want these people to just leave Alabama altogether and move to another state you know, mm. and if this does go national, do they want us out the country entirely? Mm. You know? And like, I actually think they do. <laughs> because wherever wherever our black women go, our, mm-hmm. you know, our black men should go too. So then that means everybody's just like, okay, well, let, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Unless we start putting people in position politically. Mm-hmm. But the only way to do that politically is to to back the politicians up with economics. That's true. And the only way to do that is to have our economics in in order. That's true. I think it all goes back to self. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, we want to protest. We want to talk. We want to do all these different things. But the key thing is about yourself. What are you doing to put yourself in a better position 
to, you know, uh, support the people who are going to make the changes. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Okay. So thank you for, for your take. Is there any final uh, remarks that you have before we go today? Um, I guess I just wanted to say, you know, I really love Black women, men and women. Okay. And I just want to see us all prosper. That's dope. How do people reach out to you? How do people connect with you? How do people work on projects with you? Um, you can always DM me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is Cothartic. It's C-O-T-H-A-R-T-I-C. Or um, if it's business related, you can um, give me an email at uh, uh, Cortland, C-O-U-R-T-L-Y-N-B Scholar, S-H-O-L-A-R at gmail.com. Thank you so much for calling in today. And we look forward to talking to you in the future. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jay, thank you for calling in today. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome to Black Equity. Uh, We are looking forward to this conversation today. I know we have a big topic in front of us. But before that, uh, let the audience know a little bit about you. Thank you for having me on, first off. You're welcome. Uh, My name is Jay Wiley. I go by Jay Wiley. I'm a publishing creator. I'm a digital publisher. Uh, I love to create. Art is my passion. So that's really, art is who I am. I love to create. Awesome, awesome. So in front of us today is a big topic. Alabama is deciding, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and just ban abortions altogether. And they've just, I don't know what is going on. I'm so confused. So I'm using today to shut up and listen to all the black women who listen to the show and listen to you. And so you tell me, so this information is coming out. What are you thinking? What is, what is your takeaway? First, uh, so it seems to be that the argument is that women, women's rights are, are being compromised. Um, and this is the case because uh, as I've read or listened to, it seems that in the case of rape and incest, Alabama has passed this law and women are no longer going to be able to have abortions in those cases. Um, I feel that the real conversation that's not being had is that as human beings, we are unable to conceivably determine when life starts. Mm. We, we, we're having an issue determining when life starts. And because of that, we feel or, or we're, we're, we're at a, we're at size and, and, you know, no life starts when, when, um, when you're conceived, life starts when you're able to live on your own at, at 24 weeks, Mm. 24 weeks. 24 weeks after, I believe that that's the real issue and that's the conversation that we should be having. Um, but th- there may be someone that says life is in the matter of your tongue. Life and death is in your tongue or life mm-hmm. life starts in your mind, some people may say. Yeah. Um, yes. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm wondering, OK, so if that is what everybody's missing, I have a sneaky suspicion. You can help me out here that usually people miss things on purpose. And so. They're deciding, OK, well, we're just not going to pay attention to when life starts. We're just going to ban it all together. You can't you can't do any type of abortion. So when that comes across your desk as a, as a businesswoman, as an investor, uh, what? You know, as a creative artist, what is, what is it you're thinking as a woman, as a human being? What is what is the first thing that pops in your mind as soon as you see the story come out? Uh, 
that I'll try to go to Alabama as least as possible. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but on a serious note, um, that it's it's all of the wrong people are deciding what should be done to or with a woman's body. I feel that the the people at the table. I've I've watched portions not in in its entirety, but I've watched portions of uh the the meeting the yeah. that was held right at the center. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're passing these laws with their section and number. Um, and I don't see many women sitting there giving their input on if they should be allowed to have abortions, even in special cases. And from my understanding, I was sitting there studying the the, the, the topic before having this, this conversation. The view is saying that there was only four women on the Senate and the rest were men. I think it was something like 20-something men, all white guys. And it just... To me, it's it's blatant that perhaps this was all planned. Perhaps this is, you know, what they had had in mind the whole time. Mm. And, and so, go ahead. I was gonna say for for the reasons of what who who is having the least amount of children. I mean, women, educated women are having the least amount of children. Um, um, statistically, educated women, women who go to school or women who are self-employed typically have less children because they have less time. And I'm not sure if this is an, a push for the agenda of the survival of maybe the Aryan race. Mm, what do you mean? Tell, tell, tell me more. Maybe there isn't enough white women having children with white men. To mm. put it plainly. To put it plainly. <laughs> enough, there's not enough white women having children with white men. And why do, why do you say that? It's just... Uh, it's a con- ongoing conversation that has been held in my family between you know me and, and my family members. It's 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 CNN, mm-hmm. my dad sitting there at the TV, and literally he would say they are fighting to to keep their genes as pure as possible. Mm. Mm. But okay, so I'm, so I'll step back and play the other side of this. If they're saying abortions are banned, people would argue, well, that means that they're for life. You know, they're they're for the life of 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 babies, and they just want to make sure that babies are alive and that they're not killed. And so, you know, there's no no harm in that. You know, they just want to make sure that all babies are are born. And all all babies see the light of day. It, do you buy that? Maybe one out of the twenty four, two out of the twenty four, may have felt that way. I don't believe that everyone who voted for this bill felt that it was because they want all babies to see the light of day. I don't buy that. So if, if you don't buy that, what do you buy? What what is it? What is your sneaky suspicion? That there's more to it. That there there has to be a reason. If all babies, if all babies, what what are the stats? I don't have the stats. I wish right. I did. We're just what having a conversation. Go ahead. In Alabama, that say. How do they treat lives in general? If you if you care about the life of a baby, mm. how are all lives treated in the state of Alabama? Wow. That's a very great perspective. And, and, and so that's something we're going to have to study. 
Because if you're saying you value human life, and if we just happen to pull back the stats, which you know Black equity loves to do, and you have the highest rates of uh, Blacks being killed, or you have a high rate of imprisonment of humans, or you have a high rate of this, a high rate of that, it's going to stand to suggest that maybe what you're proposing is deeper than uh, the, you know, the, uh, the abortion ban. Right. Hmm. That's something we're going to have to look into. Okay, so final thoughts. What are your final thoughts? You know, with this being fresh out, I know we don't have all the stats. We don't have all the answers. But with this being fresh out, what are your final thoughts? What do you tell somebody who's living in Alabama? What do you tell people in other states where this is possibly going to be passed? Um, that as we can see when things are voted into place when things are voted into place remember that the individuals who are casting these votes if if there's if your voice is not at the table they're not voting with you in mind how did they get their how did they get their voice at the table That's the work. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. We're here to get our voices at the table. We're here to be, to make sure that our voices are heard. Do you think people should start getting into public office? Do you think people should start running for local governments? Or what do you think? Well, not initially, but yes, we should be we should be putting our people in the places to to represent us. We should be putting our people in places to represent us and give our community a voice, but we have to be prepared to back them financially. It all comes down to economics. Right. Many people are arguing that this whole thing is about economics. And I think it's something that we're gonna have to study deeper on maybe later episodes. I don't know that answer yet, but many people are saying this whole thing is a, a economical play. So we'll look at it. Okay. Well, give us, give us your social media. Let us know how we can reach out to you. Uh, if anyone want to work, wants to work out, uh, work with you uh, in the uh, digital publishing space. My social media handle is Instagram. This is the, one, this is the, the platform that I use the most. Okay. Instagram at no as b k n o w a s b e awesome awesome well thank you for coming on the show today and uh we look forward to talking to you in the future jay thank you for having me you're welcome Hey, Nicole, thank you for calling in today. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much for uh, taking my call. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Thank you for calling in to Black Equity. I know we have a very important topic to get to. Before that, introduce yourself, let us know who you are, uh, and then we'll get into the topic. Sure thing. My name's Nicole. I am one of the co-creators of podcast Hella Smart Mothers, and I am also an attorney in the state of Texas. Awesome. Awesome. So here we are. There's this big story going on uh, dealing with uh, Alabama and abortion ban. What is your take on it? Uh, educate me. I, I'm, I'm completely lost. So I need uh, a different perspective of how to look at this. Absolutely. So my perspective kind of comes twofold, both as an attorney and also as a woman. Um, so I'll start with my attorney perspective first, and that's just basically, you know, this law has been passed in three states, I believe Georgia, Alabama, and the state of Ohio. And so what I feel like a lot of people are in the mindset is that, that this is not going to affect them. However, this is the perfect tee up of a Supreme Court challenge of the current law, Roe versus Wade, or the, the current um, precedent in that was established in Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion. Okay. Um, so what that means is that what would 
typically happens in stuff like this, when, when laws like these that are put in place are reverted, is that we go back to the norms that were happening back then, which were back alley abortions, you know, various harms that women were doing to try to terminate these unwanted pregnancies. So this is absolutely not going to do anything in terms of stopping someone who does not want to be pregnant from terminating their pregnancy. It's only going to affect the maternal health of, of women and, and the people around them. So that's, that's my first part of the perspective. Okay, so with that being said, if it's not going to do anything, then what 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 is what is the strategic angle here? Why why are we even going down this road? So my only thing that I and, and the things I don't know, I do not right. know what is currently in law lawmakers' heads. You know, it feels like it is definitely an attack on women's bodies that pe- men in power are trying to put women back in their place take us out of the the workforce and 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 do something to make us realize that we are not as powerful as men that is that's how i view this that's how i view the attacks on you know the the all the new women in in the senate that's how i view these attacks on you know senator warren when they call her names and 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 say that she's not doing a good job when she absolutely is when they talk about kamala harris and that kind of stuff is trying to put us in our place Mm. and it has to stop it has to stop you know i i am a mother i have children i have been pregnant those pregnancies were extremely hard and i you know i come from a place of privilege i'm not going to pretend that that's not you know the reality I have a, a, a well-paying job. I have fantastic insurance. I have a job where I can sit down and take off as much time as I need. Yet and still, the pregnancies were so hard. I don't think that a lot of people even realize, you know, what some of the the health effects of pregnancy are until they themselves become pregnant. For instance, on both of my pregnancies, I had gestational diabetes. Mm. That was extremely difficult. It it led to my having two very large babies, and they were both in NICU as a result of my gestational diabetes. That also led leads to my, you know, increased likelihood that I will get type 2 diabetes in the future. Right. I had severe preeclampsia with my second pregnancy. You know, preeclampsia can cause stroke leading to death. Mm. I didn't even know what preeclampsia was until my pregnancy. Mm. It's one of those things that, you know, you generally don't even find out until you're faced with the situation. I also have an umbilical hernia as a result of my pregnancy. And that's literally causing my intestines (laughs) to be pushed out of my stomach cavity because of uh, diastasis recti, which Mm. is also... You know, like, like you hear, like, this is me. This is one person right. that all these effects of a pregnancy, of a very much wanted pregnancy at that, two very much wanted pregnancies. I have yes. a very good friend. She is suffering from a condition called peripartum cardiomyopathy. That is literally heart failure due to pregnancy. She has, we found out about her um, uh, PPCM, she had heart function so these are all health instances and and again she's also comes from a place of privilege with good health insurance she has a fantastic fantastic prognosis she's going to be fine but so many people are not in that position and when you force someone to undergo the extreme oh it's such an extreme process of pregnancy that does not want it and can very well likely suffer from these same complications, but don't have the means, don't have insurance, don't have the family, don't have the work-life balance to be able to, you know, recuperate from those things. That can be a certain sudden death for the mother. And then what's going to happen to these children that they have birthed, that they didn't even want to. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it, it's just, a horribly unfair position to put women in to where 
they will be criminalized. The, the Alabama law specifically says that women who engage in an abortion will be criminalized and can be jailed up to 99 years. 99 years. That is atrocious. Atrocious. How does this even, like, I don't know if you know, but how how did we, I know I was listening to some some different interviews today. I, I heard what they were saying on The View. They said that they've been trying to get this thing going since the 70s. So they've been putting things in place, you know, every year to, to keep inching it forward, keep inching it forward. So where, and excuse my language, where the hell are we in society right now where this can even get through? And... And, and then I'll, I'll be quiet because this is supposed to be the episode where I shut oh, up. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. And what do you think? What do you think happens when it goes to the Supreme Court? Do you think it gets? Do you think it just this gets to the Supreme Court? So there's kind of three parts to that question. So the okay. first part: How did we get here? Right. I mean, MAGA. <laughs> We're right. making America great again, guys. Right. <laughs> Go back to the to the fifties. That's that's when America was great for some people. Clearly not women. Clearly not people of color. But you know, for the people who are pushing this law real hard, that's when it was pretty great. And right. really messed up thing is that so many women buy into this, this this vision of patriarchy because they do benefit from it. You know, sorry to say it, but white women, even those who think they're feminists, they benefit strongly from patriarchy mm. and so I, I believe that you know that 52 percent that voted for donald trump in light of his grab him by the right right <laughs> and, i feel you that's where you come from uh, i got my kids are in the car um okay. you know and that those 52 percent of women still voted for him in light of that type of misogyny yeah. in light of that type of of this horrible statement um, the second part of your question, what happens in the Supreme Court? Well, first of all, they do have to get there. So yeah. they're, they're going to have to go through a few different challenges. Right now, the bill is going on the governor's desk in, in Alabama. I'm not sure. I haven't followed as closely with Georgia and Ohio, so I don't know where it is in, in the status yet. But the bill in Alabama going on the governor's desk. So she has the ability to veto it. And if she signs it into law it'll likely be challenged first on the state level. So it will have to go through the state Supreme Court. Then it will go to federal court. Once it goes to federal court, it will likely be, you know, depending on where it falls there, it will likely be challenged on the uh, federal level. Um, It's very likely that they can skip. And I apologize, that's not true. They can skip straight to the federal level because this is a constitutional question. So I take it back when I said that they won't, they don't have to, that they have to go through the state level. They will, be challenged at the federal level. And okay. then from there, it's possible that it will go to the Supreme Court. What happens there, I mean, based on the makeup of the court currently, where we have a 5-4 split in terms of conservatism, right. it doesn't look good, you know? It really doesn't. And this, this, this complete, like, control over women's bodies and their reproductive organs, it takes so much of the responsibility and the onus away from the men who impregnate them and puts mm. fully squarely on the woman. And it's just not fair. It's not fair. So this is this is out here now. The story's out here. What is the what is the game plan? What is what do people do in these states or, or around the country? What do you suggest? Or do you have any suggestions? I mean, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because <laughs> right. once, you know, President Tito was put into office and when Justice Scalia died, we kind of lost any potential power that we had. You know, mm. Supreme Court decisions are the law of the land. They can only be overturned by another Supreme Court decision or they can be codified, or a law can be codified that's in contradiction to them. But it, it's not something that is easily done, obviously. Right. 
is not something that once done can be easily overturned, obviously. And so we're, we're in a bad position. I mean, I'll be honest, I have not watched The Handmaid's Tales because it it felt a little bit too close to home when it first came out on Hulu. But now I'm just like, it's, it's, it's happening. It's coming, you know? And that's, that's a scary, scary, scary thought. Nobody should be forced to have a child who does not want to have a child. And for all of the, you know, you need to be more responsible sexually and all that. That's a load of crap too, because let me tell you something. I got Mm -hmm. on birth control. I was on hormonal birth control and I still got pregnant. Mm. And so these things happen. My grandmother was on hormonal birth control 40 years ago. She got pregnant. These things happen. It's not not a, 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 a thing of being irresponsible. It's that sometimes it happens. Thankfully, I was equipped, you know, mentally, financially. I have a husband who's extremely supportive. I have family who's extremely supportive. I have a job that was required by law to give me reasonable accommodations and and FML leave and, and all of that good stuff. But so many other people do not have those protections. And it's, again, just not fair. Now, you've been on social media. You've been seeing what's going on. You have your own podcast. What are, what is some of the feedback you're seeing out there? Is it, is it mixed reviews? How are men responding to this from what you've seen from your perspective? How are women responding? Is it different between white and black women or other other cultures, other ethnicities? What are you what are you seeing on that front? Sure. So I've seen definitely a mixed bag. Um, I've seen that some men are of the position that a woman should not have carte blanche authority to quote unquote kill their child. Gotcha. I've seen some women who are, and, and it's, I haven't seen so much the, um, the racial difference as I have okay. like the, um, the religious difference. Mm. So I've seen a lot of people who classify themselves as like extremely far-right religious speak out in in favor of this of this ban um but i've seen contrarily people who are more liberal less religious more spiritual i would say yeah in opposition to this ban and and i definitely fall in in the latter because i am spiritual i believe in god 100 percent but I also believe that this decision to terminate a pregnancy should be solely between the woman and her maker. You know, it should not be something that the government legislates. I think that is, it's so far overreaching and it, it just, it goes, it, it, it puts us on a slippery slope. You know, what next, what next will be regulated? Mm, it's, it's scary to even think because, okay, so a woman decides in Alabama, to get an abortion, are we really going to see on the news someone being handcuffed and taken to prison and sentenced for 99 years? Is that really, like, going to happen? Like, that's literally something that could happen. It's based on the framing of this law, absolutely. Wow. So you said something earlier I want to go back to. This is not necessarily going to stop abortions, Right. Oh, just back, back alleys and all, all that jazz. What does that look like, though? How scary is that? You know, you, you think of a movie like Precious, right? Right. And that was that. I can't even watch Precious again. I just can't. I can't look at Precious. I, I can't even turn it on. Nope. It, is it? Is it that? Is it what Precious was was talking about? Is it? Is it even worse? Like, what does the, the back alley look like? I mean, I'm not saying you. You know, you've been there, but is that? a realistic thing that people are going to have to do so or women are going to have to do? Let's look at it like this. Okay. Drugs in the United States, for the most part, are outlawed. Right. People still use drugs. Right. And because they're outlawed, there's no regulation over them. So you have 
you know, various drugs that are laced with all types of chemicals that cause a different reaction in every person. There's no regulation of it. Whereas if you look at a place like Amsterdam or even in the United States where, where marijuana, for instance, is being legalized in certain states, you look at that with the legalization comes rules. There are regulations. There are, there are ways to protect citizens from the potential perils of what could be something very dangerous. Mm. And this, this is completely parallel to something like an abortion. Whereas yeah. if you have this thing that someone's still going to do, because obviously people still use drugs all over the yeah. country, all types of drugs, and we see the epidemics in, with all types of drug use, and, and the reason that this often happens is because there is no regulation. And the same thing is going to continue to happen. Where there's no regulation with abortions, people are still going to do it, but they're going to do it in a very unsafe, unsanitary manner, and more people are going to die. It's not even going to be a, a position where people are going to be able to handcuff you and put you in prison for 99 years. You're going to hemorrhage out and die. And that's horrible, horrible thought, but that's what's going to happen. Or conversely, these people who do not want to have children will bring these children to term and they will have these children who that they are unequipped mentally, physically, emotionally, financially to take mm. care of. And we're going to have a generation of children, of unwanted children who feel that, that they weren't wanted, who are not being taken care of properly. And the same government, the same people in the government who are causing this to happen are going to refuse to take care of them. Republicans mm. are the same party who are passing this law, yet they want to cut off affordable health care. They want to cut off the ease of receiving, you know, SNAP and other, um, uh, uh, what used to be food stamps and SNAP. Yeah. And, and, and Medicaid and Medicare and all of these governmental entitlements that they want to either restrict the ability to obtain or completely cut off. Right. And so now you've got this whole generation of, of children that are not equipped, that their parents are not equipped to take care of. And it's, again, I, I, the only refrain I have is it's not there. It's just completely not there. Wow. Well, I thank you so much for the wisdom you're bringing today, because as everyone knows, I really know nothing on the topic. I, I remember a few weeks ago, uh, Candace Owens sat down in front of the, uh, I can't remember the, the, the Supreme, not Supreme Court, but she sat down and had that conversation and she started talking about abortion. She started talking about all these different things. And I remember saying on the podcast, I don't know enough about this topic to get into it. And here we are less than a month later. And then this, this ban happens. And so I'm glad you're coming on to educate us and let us know, okay, here are the things to look for. Here are the things to pay attention to. And so I'm glad you're, 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 you're coming on to this. I, I appreciate that. Is there any final remarks that you have? I mean, I really just hope people think about the far reach of this even if it doesn't affect you directly, not only could it affect someone that you love and know, it could, you know, one day affect you. You could have the family member who is unable to take care of their child and then they drop them off on your doorstep. Or you could be mm. at that person's funeral because they just bled out because they, you know, had a back alley abortion. Like, they're so, it's so far reaching. And I just, I, I don't want people to be in that tunnel mindset of this doesn't affect me so I don't care about it because that's how we got pretty much to the stage that we're in today great point how do people reach out to you how do people contact you if they want to learn more information about this or more about uh, the different brands and, and companies that you're working with absolutely so uh, I'm on social media at hella smart mothers that's m-u-v-a mother <laughs> um <laughs> Also, I'll make sure I put it in the description. I got you. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I also have a podcast um, also called Hello Smart Mothers on all of the um, platforms, um, Apple, iTunes, 
Spotify, uh, Google Play, and our hosting platform is Podbean. So definitely look us up, give us a give us a listen. We have some pretty good topics on there dealing with uh, mental health for mothers, maternal well-being for mothers, and yeah, definitely awesome. Just listen. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody go check out this podcast. Go listen into how how often are you guys releasing episodes? Is it, every is it weekly? two weeks. We do it every, every two weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. So we okay. just released an episode today. So we have a brand new one up today. Perfect. Everybody go check that out. Uh, thank you, Nicole, for coming on today. And we appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. This bill is not about pro-life or the right to life. This bill is about control. People are going to have abortion. The problem is it's going to always be unsafe, inaccessible for those people who uh, have lesser means. We all know about the back alleys, the basements. People will try going online now. How you can mix a concoction to have an abortion. But why you all want to control our bodies, I will never, ever know. You know, you all are always trying to put the laws on us. I want you all to vote for this one so we can have some equality about this thing. Okay? <laughs> Mr. President, I offer this amendment. All right, Secretary Reed received the long amendment. roll call vote. I save the best for last. Uh-oh. Amendment to House Bill 314 by Senator Figures. On page 8, after line 15, insert the following new subsections C and D. C, a man who has a vasectomy shall be guilty of a Class A felony. D, a man who attempts to have a vasectomy shall be guilty of a Class C felony. Urge you to vote no, members. Using, using the long roll right, call vote. You're talking about life. All right, Secretary, call the roll. Life. 